Encouraged, there is a soon coming answer for everything regarding your life. Found in the person and presence of Jesus Christ. That is so exciting. I'm Craig. This is Illuminated Soul. I want to continue on the topic of hope. Last week we talked about the differences between expectation and hope. But there is a, there can be, I should say, a misapplied hope, which can cause us to misinterpret and misapply what we are feeling, what we are emotionally experiencing as sons and daughters of God on this earth. So let's unpack that a little bit. You read uh, Romans 8. I'll let you read that on your own time. (laughs) One of my favorite chapters about life in the spirit. And then uh, starting with verse 18, Paul talks about suffering and our future glory. And in Romans 8, you, you come across Paul talking about the earth is groaning. We are groaning. The, uh, the spirit is groaning. And in the Passion Translation, in verse 19 through 23, you find words like yearning, eager expectation, longs, agony, inwardly groan. I'll read Romans 8, 23 through 24 in the Passion. It reads, We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed. Can you imagine that? And then he ends, for this is the hope of our salvation. So I call this our threefold hope. Number one, the unveiling of the magnitude of God's glory to us. Verse 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. That's, that's something yet to come. And then also part of this threefold hope, as, as I put it, is you and me experiencing our full status as God's sons and daughters. And then finally, uh, verse 23, physical bodies being completely transformed. Can you imagine that? We read in Romans eight seventeen, and since we are his true ch- children, we qualify to share all his treasures, for indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is. And all that he has, that's a wild statement. All that he is, you and I are going to inherit. (laughs) Wow. It goes on, we will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. So there's something called over-realized eschatology. Big fancy word. From my understanding, uh, it's believing we can experience all that Jesus promised here and now. But here's the deal. This over-realized eschatology, that idea can lead us into a misunderstood and misapplied hope. And a misapplied hope can cause us to misinterpret and misapply what we are feeling, what we are emotionally experiencing as sons and daughters of God on this earth right now, as we read in Romans 8, all the groaning, the longing, the yearning, the eager expectation. So what does hope mean? Romans 8, 24, uh, 25, hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. And since our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment. So, there is a fullness and a freedom we have yet to experience. Overrealized eschatology says, no, you can experience it all now. But what I see so far in Romans, according to Paul, there is a fullness and a freedom we have yet to experience. And we will have that experience 
in the end, with the new heaven and the new earth, Revelation 21, 4 and 5, He, Jesus, will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning, anguish, sorrow, and grief. That's what that means. Or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. I am making all things new, says Jesus. Ugh. Doesn't that feel good just to hear? 1 Peter 1.5 in the message paraphrase. The day is coming when you'll have it all, life healed and whole. Romans 5.2, Passion Translation. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. So all of those scriptures are talking about something coming, something that we have yet to experience fully. So what about now? Well, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, For our light and momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal glory that is far beyond comparison. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And if you remember the description of hope, if we hope in what is seen, that's not hope. Hope is always set on what is unseen, i.e. Jesus. Paul also reveals the state of the now and the not yet in regard to our longing for this uh, complete physical transformation in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Meanwhile, he writes, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. I love that. The Aramaic says, meanwhile, we sigh and yearn. Meanwhile, we groan. Well, you and I are in the meanwhile. We are in the now and the not yet. And what does Paul say? Meanwhile, we what? we groan. <laughs> That's what we find out in Romans 8, especially starting in verse 18 down. Meanwhile, we groan. So we are in the meanwhile in which we ache with deep desire. We cry inside ourselves. We have a painful longing. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 4-7 through seven in the message paraphrase. This is humorous to me. It, it reads, Sometimes we can hardly wait to move, and so we cry out in frustration. Compared to what's coming, living conditions around here seem like a stopover in an unfurnished shack, and we're tired of it. <laughs> he goes on, We've been given a glimpse of the real thing, our true home, our resurrected bodies. The Spirit of God whets our appetite by giving us a taste of what's ahead. He puts a little of heaven in our hearts so that we'll never settle for less. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 5, what I just read only in the New Living Translation, puts it this way. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. Hmm. And so, here and now, we feel these emotions, right? We have all these emotional sensations going on. Just because we're human and we're living life. But if we misunderstand what our hope really is, these feelings and emotional sensations can drive us to create and capture by force a false hope based on feeling and misguided desire, which will lead to despair. Now, here's the good news. This realized threefold hope, as I call it, which is experiencing the full magnitude of God's glory, our full status of sons and daughters of God, and then finally, the complete physical transformation of our bodies. This, three, this, this realized threefold hope reveals that there is a soon-coming answer for everything regarding your life and mine. Maybe the frustration, anxiety, and fear we can feel is sometimes simply linked to a longing and desire for one or all of 
these three facets of the hope of our salvation to become rendered apparent here and now? What if these emotions we experience are actually prayer in the hands of the Spirit? Maybe they are an invitation to pray. I talked about that in a recent episode. I think it was entitled, Riots, Rage, and Raw Emotions, How Do We Pray? We read in Romans 8, 26-27, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings. Too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. That is so encouraging. So here's how I break it down. We long for the full unveiling of the magnitude of his glory, the experience of our full status as sons and daughters of God, and for the complete transformation of our physical bodies. I think I just heard someone say, Amen. <laughs> so that's what we long for. And we have corresponding emotions attached to this longing that you and I can misinterpret without an eternal perspective. An eternal perspective, keep in mind, must be based and is based on what is unseen. You can't have an eternal perspective based on what is seen. And this overrealized eschatology says you can have it all now. And that automatically can create this emotional tension because there, there's a lot that seems to contradict that. We think I should be experiencing such and such now, and it's, it's not happening. And according to Romans 8 and Paul, there are some things that, it, that are not going to happen until Jesus returns. And so with this threefold hope in view, we now have a proper perspective, a heavenly perspective, to manage properly some of the so-called negative emotions we encounter in life, the longing, the yearning, the frustration, the agitation. And these now become prayer beyond words with the Holy Spirit in us. So on occasion, we groan, sigh, cry, and laugh as the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf with emotional sighs too deep for words. And then God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings as the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So all these emotions, they're magnificent. They're huge. And so when I, when I feel, uh, for instance, I've been feeling frustrated over something physical I've been going through. Okay? And uh, I can let that get me down. I can, you know, start to complain about life and whatever. But now, through this threefold hope, Romans 8, I take this frustration. And what I'm realizing is, wait a minute. This can become prayer, and I can put it through the reality that one day my and your physical bodies will be completely transformed. And it's coming with Jesus. It can't not happen. By faith, we believe this to be true. That is the hope of our salvation, part of it, right? And so now I can take what was this emotional sensation of frustration born out of physical pain, and I can take it to God and say, wait a minute, I might be feeling this now, but I know what's coming. And all of a sudden, my heart rises with this hope. He's coming. It's going to happen. It's, it's happening. And maybe you're experiencing uh, self-hatred, emotions of, of just confusion and, and, and pain regarding who you are and your life. And sometimes, I'll put it this way, I, I felt that and I've been able to apply it to the reality of, oh, wait a minute, I'm just longing for a greater revelation uh, of the full status of my sonship. So I take it and say, yeah, God, I want my mind to be renewed in this area, but I also know when Jesus shows up, I'm going to experience uh, 
the full status of my sonship. And I'm so excited for that. And all of a sudden it becomes this prayer and it becomes a worship and thankfulness to God. And this hope, of course, we've talked about this before. Hebrews 6, 18, 20 is the anchor of our soul. This hope is the anchor of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And so just something to think about this idea of overrealized eschatology and um, maybe the longing and the yearning and the agitation and the frustration and the eager expectation that you and I are experiencing. It's, it's just prayer. And according to Romans 8, it makes sense because we are longing for something we have yet to experience. And this hope that, that anchors our soul, it retains, keeps, and possesses our soul so that it stays fixed, fastened securely in position to Jesus Christ and the reality of his return and all that that will afford you and me as his beloved children. He's coming. Set your hope on him and let your emotional sensations become prayer and longing for the reality that one day you and I will experience the full magnitude of God's glory. We will attain the full status of our sonship and daughtership, and we will experience complete physical transformation of our bodies. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I'm Craig. Thanks for letting me hang out with you. This is Illuminated Soul.